Hello, all you amazing beings out there. We are Mindfeels, and today we are doing something a little bit different. Taboo Talks. So we've asked uh, some close friends of ours to put some topics, uh, ideas, questions on a note card and pop it in this envelope for us. And we have not looked inside that envelope yet. And we are going to attempt to go in completely blind today and talk about some different topics. So we told them to <laughs> let it go and do what they want. So we'll see what's in there. Uh, do you want to pull the fullest card for us? All right. Ooh, can I scream? <laughs> <laughs> no! Oh, no, you can't scream. Okay, go. okay, okay, okay. We're in this okay, together. Okay. I'll look blind. I'll look blind. Oh, boy. I got one. Feeling people's energy. Oh. Oh. Well, we do that a lot, so this is a, a good, good one for us. <laughs> so, feeling people's energy. It's a little vague, but I'll just dive into what I experience from this. I'm very empathic. Same. It's like just my nature. I think part of it, just women naturally are a little bit more that way, and then certain people are a little bit more that way too. You pick up on things. So walking into a room, you can pick up on the moods, the energies, and the emotions of the people in the room. And a lot of times, like feeling people's energy, it's kind of like a superpower, but you have to learn how to tame it. I'm still in that process. I think it's a lifelong process, really, of kind of learning how to notice other people's energy but not necessarily absorb everything either oh absolutely and there's a lot of learning how to temper it and learning what you let in and what you don't let in and i think for me a big growth process that i've been going through even just recently as i've been doing more research and reading and spending time on the topic is how to um restore your own energy and understand that you're not responsible for everything that you feel from others because a lot of times I tend to want to fix things for other people like if I notice someone walks into work and like they're having a bad day you'll feel it you'll pick up on it maybe their interaction with you is not the same as it usually would be and my first instinct is to go and be like what did I do how can I fix it maybe I said something maybe I should say something Maybe I can change the situation because you feel it. And sometimes that can be helpful if it's someone close to you and you know them well or you can just do it in a casual way and maybe help try to brighten someone's day by doing something nice for them or whatever. But a lot of times had to understand that a lot of what other people are going through has nothing to do with you. So even though you're feeling it and you can pick up on it and you can even sometimes you almost feel it on a level. Sometimes you hurt just for other people or you feel frustrated for other people or whatever and you experience what they're feeling it, it's learning how to not take on too much of that and so and sometimes it's overwhelming for me sometimes and I have begun to like accept myself that I'm a really sensitive person and it can be a really good thing because it makes me really good at like things like parenting a sensitive child I have been able to really understand him on an emotional level and get to know him but sometimes in other relationships with people who are just expressing themselves and maybe they're naturally more assertive. But sure. to me, it feels like aggression because I'm a little bit more sensitive to that energy. Or, you know, maybe it's, it's like an overexcitement all the time. It can be really overstimulating and then I get bugged out and I need to go be quiet and like be in a different space. So I think like feeling other people's energy is something we should all acknowledge more. And I don't think you have to be 
an, an, a more empathic personality to necessarily, um, I think we feel people's energy, everyone mm -hmm. does, everybody know. I mean, body language, facial expression, um, frustrations, sounds, noises that are coming mm -hmm. out of the person. Um, obviously, the people that you love and care about noticing their stuff um, is probably more natural to you because you're used to how they are and then, you know, something shifts in them. So it doesn't necessarily have to be this very woo-woo uh, sort of thing no. uh, or like psychic sort of ability. <laughs> it, I mean, it is and it, and it definitely goes there. But I think at a very basic level, we all feel people's energy. So I think it's a... Uh, I think it is an interesting thing, and I, I think that when we take it upon ourselves to try and fix that in people, sometimes we'll get exhausted, and that then all of a sudden we feel their energy in a negative way. So if they're, well, I shouldn't say that. If they're having a positive vibe, we feel it in a positive way. So other feeling other people's energy affects us is, I guess, where I was going with that. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that's kind of a, a cool thing that happens and learning to distinguish our energy from somebody else's then allows us to maybe not get wrapped up in if that energy is something that maybe yeah. we don't want to feel. Now, if they're in a great mood and they pop in the door and you haven't seen them in a while and they and they feel great, like that's awesome. Uh, but sometimes it's, you know, the other way. So, uh, yeah, I think that we all we all feel energy and yeah. and then some of us feel it deeper than others and it, I think there's a lot of different avenues that we can take that. I think it's something it. important everyone should just people get kind of like weirded out when you use words like energy and you know you're that it's my superpower whatever but at the end of the day we all pick up on stuff from each other we pick up on those cues like you Absolutely. mentioned faces size the way people breathe right. you know you pick up on it and I think it's cool like we should tap into that a little bit more um, just in our interactions with each other and maybe what we could affect for each other or change about ourselves just through understanding that we're all kind of connected, we're all kind of putting things out there in our own ways. That's and, important. And that's just looking and even sometimes like realizing like everything that's going on right now, the energy of the world and feeling that even, sometimes it's a relief to just maybe release stuff that doesn't just be like, it doesn't belong to me, it's just kind of an energy that I'm sensing that's around or there's, you know, moods of people around or what's I think empathy. Mm -hmm. I think empathy is, is really, has something to do with that. It's about, um, we can all use a little bit more empathy, I think, yeah. is, is really what that comes down to and uh, being sensitive to other people, but not necessarily meaning that we have to take on other people, but uh, being sensitive and compassionate and our abilities to recognize what's going on with, with others, so. I think that that's that's pretty important and obviously right now is a yeah. special time because I think a lot of people are feeling different things that they've never felt before which for some reason that's more extreme than the normal things that we feel because it seems to put a ripple uh, mm -hmm. in everything. So, But I definitely think that's something I would like to probably talk about a little bit more we in the whole episode. We might have to do a whole episode on this. <laughs> or more. Cool yeah. <laughs> or more. Yeah. Now, and, and also like you know when you feel good vibes from someone? Or you yeah. just connect on that level? Oh, yeah. That's always nice that that happens. I think it's a really cool gift that we have that we can pick up on feel each other. Well, yeah. I think you're next. Okay, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> you didn't look, did you? You sweated. I kind of just like shuffled around. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> What do I do now? <laughs> I don't know. Read it and... <laughs> this one says rocks, paper, and scissors. 
Okay. Okay, I got this. So, so, <laughs> so, I think. Um, it, I mean, I guess we could go the avenue of games. <laughs> games are challenging, <laughs> or um, <laughs> creating <laughs> crafts, arts and arts and crafts. <laughs> Okay, that's all I got for that. I don't know what else we can say. <laughs> Goodbye, thank you. <laughs> I get to go again. An answer oh. for bullying. I, okay, an answer. <laughs> no. Okay, well, Solve I... Solve it, you've got seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> now watch this and put it out all, all to all the schools. Thank right. you. Uh, so I think that I know that there's a big big topic uh in general in i think i think first along the lines of schools in um in elementary school and those sort of topics that we see um when children are being bullied or uh, not being treated compassionately and i do think that that's a tough one because there's like the school's responsibility and then the, there's a lot of responsibility ends up on the parents so there's these uh i think you know people get nervous, right, when they're talking about those because they do tend to contradict. And, and I think that on a really general level, uh, teaching, and it, it shouldn't be blaming or putting it towards uh, one specific side, but more so, I think as a human race, we need to focus more on compassion and even empathy in these cases and understanding that we all have different personalities. Mm -hmm. um, and even the bully um, has probably things that they're working through that they need to um, be taking care of. And um, those, oh, you were talking about it today, the, um, the different attachment styles, right? Mm -hmm. um, what's, what's been going on in that child's life? And, and once again, not to point fingers or to blame in any way, but to um, bring attention to the fact that we all could use more compassion. And then, um, and then thinking about... Uh, maybe the children that are being bullied or the, even the adults or whoever it is on the other side of things, really uh, working to help those people build confidence and find strength and really work out of maybe those more fear-based uh, uh, mental uh, places. So I think, I think it goes back to everything we talk about in general, um, teaching at a very young age, self-care, teaching at a very young age, uh, meditation and practicing um, building who we are and finding our independence and our strength but then also uh, knowing our boundaries and knowing what's okay and what's not okay and uh, being able to follow the right channels and avenues to um, speak to the right people when there is issues and things like that so and I think there's so much I mean there's the school you know in general I think that it's tough there's so many different personalities uh, and we don't always address um, all the different types of personalities yet. I think we'll get there one day. I think that we're moving more towards a more diverse world where we can address all these different personalities. But right now, I know we put a, we put a lot of uh, emphasis on one style of curriculum or one style of uh, being. And, and I think that that makes it tough on children and people that have different uh, ways of comprehending the world so yeah what do you think about that well i mean 
I have a school-age kiddo, and in, in kindergarten there were some instances where like certain friendships weren't great friendships, and maybe he didn't realize he was being made fun of by a friend, or a friend was leveraging things like, oh, if you don't do this, I'm not going to be your friend, and I won't like you anymore if you don't play this way. It's subtleties, and so like there's not a lot of preparation on the parent end of how you're going to deal with that when you have to like help your child through those experiences. But I believe that's where it starts. It starts at home. It starts with parents, whatever the parenting dynamic is. It's ultimately our responsibility to mold our kids and teach them how to treat other people and teach them um, that golden rule of treating other people the way you would like to be treated and speaking to someone the way you would like to be spoken to and putting yourself in the other person's shoes, regardless of if you like them or you don't like them, putting yourself in their position for a moment long enough to keep yourself from doing something like that. And personally, it's like it, the way I parent is pretty intentional for those things. Um, Empathy is really important for me. Compassion is really important for me. Um, my son is on the spectrum, so he has different strengths. He has different struggles. And his emotional intelligence has always been something that's been like a huge um, strength for him and something that he's really leaned into developing. And I think it's just important to do that as parents. And when teachers are noticing these things happen in school, um, being more intentional to work with the parents and see what's going on at home, because that's something that starts at the roots, you know, of whatever the child is going sure. through. There's something they're allowed to play that way somewhere else or they're acting out on feelings of, you know, whatever insecurity or aggression or whatever they're, you know, kids are changing so fast. They're developing so quickly. They need a lot of help navigating. And I think that in those big classrooms and like you mentioned, everything standardized, everything kind of one fit size fits all so that schools get their funding, things like that. It's a complicated situation, but at the end of the day, it starts with with parenting it starts with intentional parenting and watch how your child interacts with their friends know who their friends are know like what kind of games they're playing that's important and i know it's like not that i'm the perfect mother and that i've always succeeded and you won't be able to protect your child from everything but a real answer is you know each each parent one one parent to one child at a time i feel like just doing your best in that situation Raise a good human. <laughs> well, I mean, we go back to raise a good human. We can and go if back they to... mess up, if your kid's the bully, like, love them. Love them. Find out what's going on. Let them know that you still love them, but mold them out of that behavior because, you know, you can't pull that in. There's adults who are bullies out there who need, like, some molding to help them get so through go, it. So like, going back to, like, <laughs> feeling people's energy and yeah. empathy and compassion just in general, That's I think important life as we build all this, as we grow, as we add self-love, as we add all these cultivate all these practices like that's where all this stuff that that those answers start to kind of lead themselves out I think because we build a better human race um, by all of these things that we talk about so I think that that's um, it, it's it's happening I really believe that yeah. you ready who put rock paper scissors I'm over here like should I come up with something <laughs> How do you define happiness? 
There's a song from a school play I could sing that comes to mind, but I don't would you? No, <laughs> no, it was from like a Christmas Carol. Um, she does have a good voice, so maybe it yeah, won't break out now. We'll do that in another show. Oh, we'll do a special. Uh, how do I define? I hope it? we will. I think I've spent most of my time feeling happy because I decided to be happy, um, and circumstances are not really a huge factor of my happiness anymore. Good. Because like that's that. very, <laughs> that's very tricky. Because if you need everything to line up in order to be happy, you're going to be happy very rarely. Because things almost it's never true. line up, and things always change. Um, but I'll I'll say the things that make me really happy when I look at my life and I spend time in gratitude because that encourages that that feeling of happiness when you spend time in gratitude. And I think about I'm happy that you know I'm grateful for my health my child, my healthy child, great people that I love, support. My happiness is more based around relationship, I would say, and my human, like, those are my treasures. So I have a lot of goals. I have things that I want to do to be successful. And, of course, I want to acquire success so that I can be more helpful to others and, and do things like that. But at the end of the day, happiness is a decision, and it's a state of mind, it's a perspective, it's a point of view. It's a lens. It's not necessarily everything lining up and having all the boxes checked and then, okay, I'm happy because I got XYZ and yay. Yeah. But when you get XYZ, it feels great and you can be like, I'm extra happy today. But in general, in order to feel that way, I mean, happiness for me is the decision I made to appreciate what I have and that reminder to myself to feel grateful and focus on the love in my life and focus on the things that I want to do rather than maybe what I haven't done or I didn't do well, focusing on the positive side of where I have to go. And um, happiness is simple for me, just what I feel. Yeah, you're happy. I'm pretty happy most of the time. And even though I'm not happy, I end up being happy pretty quickly. Oh. <laughs> I think it's I'd a practice. Be that way. <laughs> it's a practice. Yeah. I think it's so much practice. If you didn't start out happy, I mean, I think you have to cultivate happiness. True. You have to find happiness. You have to learn how to practice it, just like everything else. Uh, but happiness for me, uh, I, more and more, I think it's it, it boils down to me kind of being the person I say I'm going to be doing the things I say I'm going to do, feeling the emotions I say I want to feel. Um, it's created, you know, it's cultivated. It's, it's with the times when I don't feel happy, those are the times where I really get to like see, you know, because mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, wait, 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 why don't I feel, yeah. what's going on, I'm you know? And, and definitely I don't, it's not external, you know, it's definitely internal. Mm -hmm. If I'm focusing on something external, then, um, it's just, it's not what it is. So it, it doesn't matter, you know, yeah. it's not like, oh, I'm going to be happy if I move to this state instead, because, you know, because the state's not making me happy. I, I think the state is in me, <laughs> you know? So, uh, but that's just something I, I figured out along the way, uh, on a very, like, uh, it was something I've just been paying attention to a lot, but on a little bit of a, like, psychological level or even a more, like, um, what am I trying to say, like, in terms of us, our basic physiology. Mm -hmm. um, I know that we release certain chemicals when we get rewarded 
or we get validated or these sorts of things happen. So I do notice more than ever because the more in tune I become with myself, I notice that's really true. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that, and, and it's like the, the more the goal or the idea or the, or the more pure kind of it, the idea is like when I get to achieve it, the even better I feel. So mm-hmm. an example of that might be, um, you know, right now just in my life, I'm, I'm working to be more joyful on a regular basis and more even keeled because I tend to be up and down in yeah. my moods. Um, and I've gotten really accustomed to being heavily excited and really overly joyful. And so sometimes my happy was like really up here. So then when it was, when I was just here, I was always trying to reach that really high happiness or excitement and I I noticed that always came with some some deeper lows so as I really try to navigate that pendulum I I'm trying to be just be that more contented joyful kind of at ease graceful sort of space and when I do hit that now like that makes me feel really like I feel just good you know it's like oh I feel good like I'm not focused overly focused on anything I'm not sad I'm not you know, trying to fix everything. I'm not trying to control everything, but like today I just feel really nice. And those moments, because I'm just meditating myself into those places where I'm praying or I'm focusing on it or I'm writing it down intentionally. But when I'm finally there, I do recognize those moments. And I think whatever that is, that's, that's, those are my happy places now, you know, where it's yeah. like I'm not fighting to try and make something happen or I'm just contented, you know, and, and I think it's gratitude. So it's something inside gratitude. of you. It is gratitude. It's, it's something inside of you, yeah. and, and that's really, that's the thing, is happiness is something that lives inside of you, and it's... And I think it's different for everyone. Your own thing, and you know, I feel like we could do another episode on this, too. we got some good topics now. We're going to keep them, and we are going to use them for Because episodes, so. I was watching something, and it actually, I was watching a documentary on happiness, and there's actually genetic predispositions to be happier, to be naturally happy in a good, uplifted mood. And then there's actual, mm. like, genetic markers for people who Depression. tend to be a little bit lower. You know, people who don't really smile everywhere they go and say, you know, like, right. not generally in that up mood. They're just more kind of a little bit lower down in their demeanor. That's just the way they are. And that is interesting how they're – some people it takes very little to make them happy. Like – yeah. My happy is pretty easy to get to, but like pass me a chocolate bar, you know, and I'm okay. But but I also I, I do dip. But some people need a lot, you know, big yeah. uplift to really shift their mood, and then other people maybe they just don't want it as much. As much. Yeah, and then then it, it is easier for some people than others. I think that's fair. I think that's important to note that yeah. some days if you don't feel happy, nothing wrong with you. That's all right. Well, and what is happy? I mean, I guess we could spend a whole time talking about what is happy. You know, we have like to do another episode. I mean, what is happy? We can probably, you know, is is happy defined by a certain chemicals in your brain? Is happy defined by a smile on your face? Is happy defined by a comfort with another person? So that's it's hard to say. All of the above. Too. Yeah. I don't know. We gotta. Yeah. I think it's different material. for everyone, but that's a cool one. I, I think. Is one. it your turn? Oh, it's my turn. It's your turn. I think we have time for one Drum roll, please. I'm nervous. Okay. How to maintain our personal space while still remaining close to others. So I kind of feel like we just talked about this in a way. We talked about this in our last episode. So it's individuation, I think, is what we talked about last time. But how to maintain our personal space while still remaining close to others. Just 
right away I'm thinking of creating our like energetic field and I think that comes from cultivating internally um, who we are our authentic self uh, even that those morning practices and those routines and those med meditations in the morning that help build who we are what we want and you know how we want to portray ourselves right and then knowing that so that as we go out into the world when other people are highly influential or if they're what the first thing that we talked about um if we're feeling their energy uh then we're able to kind of almost project at least enough of a field to not be too penetrated by that by that energy or by that uh and then i think that there's another thing there's that respect because we can walk around and i'm i'm, I'm imagining this like this like six inch like field around each of us right like that's our that's who we are mm -hmm. and then we'll, you have who you are and we can like be who we are no matter how close we are mm -hmm. together you know like i can still be sheena and you know on all the person that i am and i can be highly influential and i could and i can still accept all your viewpoints and who you are and what you're doing and we can really exist and and we can learn to even compromise if we want to work together right um i think we do that mm -hmm. right then I mean, there's definitely in building the podcast there are times where i think i have a great idea and then maybe she says something and, and the ideas don't necessarily fully match and we have to figure out a way to make them work um and navigate that and communicate to each other what what we really want and and how we're going to move that uh together so um i think even communication is important yeah in in that um maintaining our personal space so there's i think there's a lot to that if that i mean that's it is touching a lot on that, but there's there's so much more we could, I mean, anyone could spend time, but that juxtaposition of space and closeness, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like a, an interesting concept that it's a lot of times, like, we think that they oppose each other, like space versus closeness, but they're a part of each other. For sure. Uh, and being really close to someone also means that you respect mm -hmm. the parts that are them, and you let them have that, and you don't need to be consumed and you don't need to consume and times when space is needed or it happens even if you don't want it you have to be apart from the person or you just talked about it with uh, yeah when you talked about um when your son yeah do you remember what i was saying <laughs> what you were talking about your son and uh, sometimes you said you feel like oh I, sometimes i need that space because yeah. he wants my closeness yeah um, so I thought that was interesting because sometimes that, that can feel like um, smothering when we're in those instances when we know someone wants to be close to us. We want to be close. We get afraid we're going to lose ourselves or we get afraid we'll be too vulnerable and then be taken advantage of. Whatever the reason is that we feel like we want to protect space. The, the real thing is, is learn who you are and always honor that person mm -hmm. and learn who the other person is and always honor that person. And if you can't honor each other at the same time, then that's when you take that break or that moment. And if that happens on a consistent basis, it'll fall off. That might not be your, a good close person anymore. But closeness doesn't mean engulfment. And, I, you know, sometimes, yeah, as a mom, like, I live in my little apartment with my seven-year-old boy. I'm his source of entertainment, especially right now that he's not able to go play outside with friends. <laughs> but, but I and I get those moments where it's hard to explain to him at his level 
I love you. You're very important to me. That doesn't mean we need to be touching and be on each other in the same room all the time. And he wants to be a part of everything I'm doing and follow me around. And I kind of need a little physical distance, but that doesn't mean that I have any emotional distance from him. And it doesn't mean that I want to be there for him less. And kind of like learning how to teach that to another person, you teach it to yourself in the process because it's it's helped me understand how to respect other people's boundaries more being being in that situation where i'm the person who needs a little bit more space sometimes and kind of be understanding of the other person and be compassionate towards yourself and i think a lot of that like it's just a sense of awareness how do you communicate just be upfront be open and honest and if it's someone that you don't really you don't have that ability to do that with and you probably aren't experiencing that much closeness so you might need to worry and just take your space yeah (laughs) sure if you do it it'll probably be fine so i think we get better at it yeah as as we go on and we honor it it needs to be something that you actually are aware of and pay attention to Mm -hmm. and and we get better at it with with time and i think it goes it always goes back to if you if you're having a hard time with this, whether it be honoring it for yourself or for someone else, it's probably, and um, probably just an attachment style or something that was learned at a young age that you gotta work through, and that's that's just part of it. You know, that's part of I think becoming an aware adult. Um, and so if it if it wasn't the case um, in your life ever, you know that there are ways to work through it and to get into a better place. And I think yeah. that that that's where this becomes difficult is when we weren't taught it, when we weren't shown it, and we weren't given boundaries, um, or we weren't respected when we had boundaries at some at some point yeah. in our lives. And that rolls over until we decide, okay, wait, this is something that I need to address. I'm learning it as I teach oh, it to my child. It's been really helpful actually doing that, but that I've been learning it in the process and it is, it's just that you find the balance as you go, it yeah. changes. Do you think we have time for one more or we, I we might've done it? Yeah, we'll, uh, we're gonna have to, we'll do it next time. <laughs> we're just excited. I'm like, okay, what else we got? Ooh, I know. <laughs> this is very exciting. We tried something new yeah. this week. I like it. And um, we'll still be doing our regular weekly topics. But I think we're trying to do this. Shake it up every once in a while. So we would always love to hear feedback and communication and comments. Yeah, we're calling this Taboo Talks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll uh, we'll put it out a little bit more. But if you'd like to give us a topic to talk about that we go in blind, um, if you label the email, make sure you send it to our email, Taboo Talks. We're going to have somebody else open it up and write it down on the card yeah. for us. Um, and then you're welcome. If you want a shout out or something, uh, put your name on there and we'll definitely shout out to you. Um, but then if you just want to write us in about things you want to talk about it, just a normal email is fine. And then just send us something to talk about always yeah always <laughs> so you know like us if you like us please visit all of our social media yes, please. pages please subscribe to this channel share it with anyone yeah. and i'm lauren garrison and i'm sheena dressel and, and we, we are, are mind feels <laughs>